welcome to Keeper Chat. My name is Fauna. And my name is Flora. And this is a weekly podcast where we chat about animals. We are both real-life zookeepers, and each week we will be discussing a new animal and learning more about them. As always, nothing we say reflects our organizations, and all thoughts and opinions are our own. So with that, uh, Flora, how you holding up? Uh, <laughs> We're in the midst of quarantine. Yes, I'm alive, I guess. I'm just like self-isolating when I'm not at work. Yeah, staying not grimy. Animal Crossing. I'm washing my hands a lot. Good. Um, I'm not chewing my fingernails. Great. Hanging out with the cats. Glow up. That's pretty much it. Been ordering a lot of local, um, like from local restaurants, like a lot of Indian food. Yeah. Um, because right good. now Uber Eats has all their like fees waived. That's so um, nice. That's such a good deal. So I can like get Indian food sent to my mouth without paying like 10 extra dollars yes yeah delivery uh-huh. it's only like five <laughs> extra nice which is great so i just like mass order like three meals worth of indian food and eat that for like three days straight which is good oh that sounds good what's your meal of choice oh i get butter chicken and garlic naan. Uh, it's like all it's so good ever yeah that sounds really good I want it's like that. the wimpiest indian food but it's delicious mm, and i'll never so stop <laughs> um but we got a request um okay to ask what are you drinking and what are your cats doing because we apparently haven't asked that in like months oh wow yeah that was a segment huh Mm. (laughs) by segment i mean i don't know what it was a very small question at the beginning so flora what are you drinking what are your cats doing no i asked you first well damn it i can't see my cat (laughs) so i don't know i was trying to put it off (laughs) i'm drinking water trying to stay healthy lol uh Uh, it's also the fucking middle of the day so if i was drinking anything else we'd be in trouble it's and true then my cats are where are they i don't well oh. actually i feel feel like mid coronavirus like there are no laws like it's almost like the purge <laughs> but like the beginning like before we like really ramp up to like the, right. the, the bad purge mm-hmm. so i think drinking at 2 p.m in the afternoon on like one of your self-quarantine days is like actually approved and valid so well I say that because that's what I did the first few days of my quarantine, (laughs) (laughs) trying to be better. Um, My cats, though, they're snoozing. I have the windows open because it's nice out, and they're just sitting in the windows sleeping. They're they're precious angels. Nice. Yeah. What about you? Uh, I'm drinking Coca-Cola. Ooh. Sponsored. (laughs) Can you imagine? (laughs) And then um, my cat, one of my cats is sleeping on... Her new throne that she found just yesterday. I have a recliner Aww. that I've owned for over a year. She found the top of it yesterday. So she's on that. And then my other cat is just right behind me sleeping on my bed. Because at any time he wants to actually take a nap, he just abandons me and goes to lay on the bed because it's comfier than me, I guess. Oh, But he's, he's like got to be big, near you. He's big. So he needs to be like... Yeah. Like, he can't just sit with me on the couch and be comfortable because he's like cramped on the couch. He's so fucking big. <laughs> It's insane. Well, he also like crushes you and makes you sweat, and then you wake up. He from makes me so naps, sweaty, like, sweaty and angry. He's like eighteen pounds, and he's like a long haired cat. Yeah, and he doesn't like being brushed, which is just bad for everybody. Yeah, awful. My kitten doesn't like being brushed, and she's getting floofier by the second. So that's yeah, a bad it only combo. Gets worse, dude. Mm. Well, it's bad. I hope whoever requested that. Liked it. I'm glad that you are interested in the in animals. Yeah, I love that. Thanks, Whip. I hope okay, you're but how hot dog portrait? <laughs> how is your 
whatever your week my you quarantine even, you since we last recorded i don't think you've been back to work no i haven't yeah i'm on a weird work schedule it's really great right now but i'm ramping up to go into a really long stretch of work without any breaks you're gonna die yeah so i'm trying to like uh you know i'm trying to like get a lot of like pre-rest in if that makes any sense but yeah. I'm just, it's just making me anxious because I know I'm just going to be tired later. <laughs> so I'm like taking like five naps a day, every day. Nice. Um, so it's going to be fun. But other than that, the quarantine itself is going pretty well. I've done a lot of reading, which is nice. nice. I made some homemade bread yesterday and it turned out so Who good. God damn it. I know. I'm a domestic I, goddess. I like, didn't even shower yesterday. And you're like, well, I made my own bread. <laughs> Yesterday I didn't was shower. My... <laughs> All I did was play Animal Crossing. Okay, well, that was me the day before. Okay. Non-showered, covered in grime, eating scraps out of the trash can. Um, <laughs> you know, some days are better than others. But, uh, yeah, I've been doing a lot of just, like, domestic things. My cats are loving it, though. They've been all over me, which I just, like, melts my heart. <laughs> my cats, I think, are almost annoyed, though. Oh, see, yeah, I feel like those are the two genders <laughs> because they like sometimes they're like hell yeah and then like other times they're just like damn that bitch is still around like yeah what the fuck is she still doing here it's fun until it's like not fun you know right right um but yeah i i uh, both of our facilities now are closed to the public yeah. as i think all are um mm-hmm. and it's kind of grand i got to get milk from the gas station yesterday and it was like after or the day before i was in my uniform still and the guy was like hey how's it like going over there He's like, did anything, like, change? Or, like, what's up with you guys? And I was like, well, there's, like, no people throwing stuff at the animals or screaming at me. So, actually, yeah. it's better than ever. And he was like, oh, yeah. snap. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, I'll snap. Fuck. <laughs> because it is true. This is, like, we're actually doing now what we, like, signed up for. You know? Like, in your, when you're a kid yes. and you're like, I want to be a zookeeper and I want to, like, hang out with animals all day. We actually have the time to, like, interact and train and do everything we want to do without someone yelling at us or just, like, disrupting our day by, like, throwing shit at our animals. Yes. Or screaming or being mean or telling us that we're imprisoning animals. I don't know. Just, like, the general <laughs> disruptions. It's, yeah, it's bliss. It's, like, such a silver lining to this. Like, can we be close forever? No, because we need money. But here's the crazy thing about me is that mm-hmm. I... Every time I go to the store, I don't make a list. I just go and I just, like, buy whatever I feel like I need. And then when I get home, I put it just, like, wherever. So there's Uh not, like, a cereal shelf or, like, a soup shelf. There's just, Mm -hmm. like, there's cups and then there's, like, a bagel. And then, like, in the other thing, there's, like, rice-a-roni and then, like, some loose hot dog buns. Just loose. So, like, my whole life, I don't know what I have or what I don't have utter chaos (laughs) it's actual chaos so because of that i have like actually between 30 and 50 rolls of toilet paper right now because every time my ass goes to the grocery i'm like fuck dude i'm out and then i come (laughs) home and i'm like where am i gonna put this and i open another drawer and there's like another roll in there and i just don't even like i haven't bought any since all of this started I will say that, but I have so much. And like, I was on the phone with my mom. Like, my mom came to visit me like months ago now. But um, I was on the phone with her, and I was like, I'm headed to the store. Like, fuck, I hope I have enough TP. She's like, Are you fucking joking my ass? She's like, Look in that other cabinet, you dumb bitch. She tries to like organize stuff when she comes, and it's a nightmare. 
So yeah, come to find out, I have like 50 rolls of TP. So if anybody needs any, hit me up because I've been stocking up for apparently for this exact situation. It's been great. Yeah, you've been like ready to go. You've been pre-stocking. I was so unprepared for life previously that it has led to this moment where I'm like <laughs> ultra prepared, you know? It's cool. Yeah, I do the same thing. I bought uh, a while back, I bought like a giant thing of dish soap. And I forgot that I had one in the back of my cabinet. Yep. And so now, when everyone's clambering over soap, guess who's got a metric fuck ton of soap? I know. It's me. I also bought this giant container of hand sanitizer. Nice. Months ago. And I came home, and my partner's like, what did you buy that for? That's huge. We're never going to use that. That's such a waste. Now, <laughs> guess who's kissing my ass? It's not like it goes <laughs> bad. Calm your tits. <laughs> I've got this giant, like, hand pump in my kitchen full of hand sanitizer, a giant gallon of dish soap. Like, I'm ready. I'm, I'm ready. Preparing. All right, preparing we hit our... This. this is ding, 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 ding. We hit our ten fucking minutes, <laughs> dude. I watch that like a hawk because we hit it every time. Yeah, we really do. We just gotta get the stuff out of the way, you know? Oh, wait, we have a shout-out, right? Oh, fuck. Yeah, we do. We're gonna do it really fast. What okay. is their favorite crisis material that they have to get at the store? Hell yeah. Uh, it, uh, okay. Kara O. Kara O. You know Kara's stocking up on... Fuck, what is she stocking up? Guys, help me. What is she stocking up on? <laughs> Fruit snacks. Uh, Great. Non-perishables. <laughs> Perfect. They're tasty. <laughs> Do they Kara. have vitamin C? I hopefully don't know. It's not Kara. Hopefully it's not Kara. I met one person once named Kara. Like, pronounce it Kara. And they're like, duh, that's how you're supposed to say it. It's a car and an A. And so now, oh. I'm. they were like my RA in college. And I had to call them Kara every day of my life that I saw them. And so now that's ingrained in my brain. And I always say Kara. And then everyone's like, I've never met another person. And they're just like, will you stop fucking saying that? So What's I the just, fucking truth, everyone? Yeah, so now what? So fucking <laughs> Where do now we go what? from here? <laughs> Who even am I? Okay. All right. So this week, uh, man, we got some... Some real big participation in this Patreon poll. God, Didn't you we? guys. You guys came out of the woodwork for this. We got, like, I had to it. sift through, like, a hundred comments. Anyways. For real? I went we with one that I was... <laughs> I know, it was crazy. <laughs> um, <laughs> I went through, and um, I was talking to you before we started this episode, and I was just paranoid that we had done this before, because all this sounded familiar. And you guys know our brains are mush, so that's probably the reason why. That's on them if they suggest it. You know? Yeah, that's true. Like, they gotta um, keep track of that shit. <laughs> if we do Gorilla twice in two weeks, that's, that's on your you. problem. <laughs> that's on you. That's not on us. <laughs> we are merely the vessels for entertainment. Um, so I went with the Babarusa. Oh, nice. We totally have not done Babarusa. Oh, thank God. We thank haven't done God. any piggies, have we? See, I was reading through this and I was like, I think we did a pig. But then I was looking through and I was like, it doesn't look like we did a pig. No, because I've been waiting for my, like, my beautiful Red River Hug moment and it hasn't yeah, come. Yeah. Well, it's going to have to wait a little bit longer. I know, because <laughs> now we've done we this and have to wait two years. Can't do back-to-back piggies. The Babarusa. Uh, so this one is known as the deer pig. Or in Belay, it's also Babarusa is literally pig deer. And it's just pig a big weird deer. looking pig. Look it up right now. It's weird. You'll You'll love it. Love it. You won't regret it. You definitely will not regret it. You're going to love this weird, freaky pig. So we're going to go into our scientific classification. First and foremost, we're in class mammalia, order Artiodactyla, 
We're back on our even-toed ungulate bullshit. Mm. <laughs> we can never get rid of those guys. There's too many. There's so many, and it's just a really nice... It's a nice group of individuals, you know? Mm-hmm. Family, suey-day. Suey! Suey! Then we move on to genus Babarusa, which is, like, the fucking name. Mm-hmm. And then there are four different species that are currently living. The most well-known is the North Sulawesi Babarusa. Sulawesi. So that's the Babarusa celebensis. Celebensis? Celebensis? I'm not sure. But that's the one we're going to kind of talk the most about. But the different species are just, like, what islands of Indonesia they live on. Gotcha. So pretty straightforward. Uh, like I said, they're found on Indonesian islands. They live specifically in the swamps and, like, the rainforests of Sulawesi, Togian, Sula, and Buru. I'm sorry if I butchered any of those names. I am ignorant. Um, but then, relatively speaking, though, scientists thought that they were all one species until 2002, when they were like, hey, we were wrong, and they split them into the species we have today. So, up until that point... They just thought they were all the same, which is interesting because they do have a lot of, like, differing physical attributes. Oh, okay. Um, and you said they're but... on different islands and, like, yeah. pigs aren't known. Like, I, they can swim, but I don't think they're known for, like, long-distance swimming. <laughs> right. That's not, like, the main thing people think about Mm-mm. when they think about pigs. No. It's, like, the 100-meter dash in the pool. <laughs> Actually, that's not even long distance. That's a sprint. What am I talking about? <laughs> and also, it's a race and not... Swim, so I don't. There is a hundred meter swim, right? Is it called a hundred meter dash? I am calling it that. It's probably like the hundred meter like backstroke or something. Hundred meter butterfly. That's the hardest stroke. Did you ever do swimming? No, and I never will. Oh, stupid. Well, good talk. That one's the hard one though. It's where you have to like fling your upper body up out of water. And then, like, dive back down and fling your body up, like, over and over. No, I it's swim like a dolphin. Ridiculous. And it's the most efficient way. <laughs> <laughs> and I will never change. I'm basically <laughs> a mermaid, so I never needed to learn how to swim. I naturally was just, like, born with the ability. Wow, it must be fucking nice. It was. <laughs> it's fucking mermaid over it here. It still is. <laughs> uh, what do these big weird things look like? So I'm going to give you kind of the long technical definition and then i'm going to sum it up in a line that i found very nicely from a website so i'm going to make this as short as possible first off they are kind of like big round pig bodies it's exactly what you would think of if you think of a pig they've got these like strange curving horns that like like, kind of built for their eyes like not domestic pig body no 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 it's got like wild boar body yeah like he's a machine he is he is a machine (laughs) He's got, like, the big, like, beef body, but then he's got, like, skinny little legs. They're, mm-hmm. like, very delicate. Uh, but then, so they have those, like, big tusks on the top of their head, and then they've got some lower tusks that kind of jut out. And the Sulawesi ones, which we're talking about, are a dull kind of grayish-brown color. Okay. And their hair kind of looks non-existent. So, right. the summary that I found that I think is perfect description of them is that they're a naked, barrel-shaped baby on tiny deer legs with teeth burrowing into its own skull yes 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 that'll be our our addition to this perfect sentence <laughs> like i feel like you've got a point you can't like skim over that fact <laughs> true uh which is kind of like a wild thing these things i don't know they're just 
I would be terrified if I saw one in the wild, I think, is my Oh, there's my the overarching babies. Point. I mean, the wild ones are probably cray-cray, but... Yeah. They're so nice. They're so sweet. Well, pigs are cute, but if I saw this in person, I'd probably shit. You know what I'm saying? Have you like, never seen like a in real life? I haven't seen a babarusa in real life, but I'm oh, saying if fuck, I'm, like, dude. out in the swamps, if I'm, like, in Indonesia, I'm in a swamp, I'm walking around, and I see this thing, I'd shit. Yeah. I don't... Yeah. It evokes a fear in me. I just I love pigs teeth. so much that I would be like, aww. I know, but, That's like... That's mine. Aww. The main thing that I always think about with pigs is that they, like, are just itching to eat me. That's only because of Hannibal. Or <laughs> not really. <laughs> Yeah, but if I like died in front of them, you think they're just gonna step over my body, or you think no, they're gonna but sit down and be like, "It's that's time. your fucking fault for dying in front of them." That was like an invitation. <laughs> I'm not saying they're gonna like go out of their way to kill me. I'm just saying like they're looking at me and they're like, "I'm gonna eat her." He's gonna scurry his happy ass away if he saw you in the forest. They're big chickens. <laughs> big chickens. Look at all these chickens. <laughs> uh, okay, so the. Let's get into those teeth, though, right? Please, they're God. Kind of strange. So the teeth appear only in the males, the gotcha. upper teeth, I should say. And they have, it's actually their canines. So they do start growing down like normal canines do. And then they take a big old turn and they spiral Psych. upwards. And they penetrate through the skin of their face and basically blast out vertically from the area known as the alveolar process, which is like the thick ridge of bone where like your tooth sockets are um so it just like blasts through the bone through the skin and then it curves backward over the front of their face back towards their eyes and forehead it's <laughs> outrageous excuse me <laughs> it's just outrageous it seems unnecessary but it does what it does and then the lower canines these always get overshadowed because they're being upstaged by the dorcas upstairs but the lower ones are also big and kind of spooky. Well, and they're they growing grow... even longer because they had no further the... to go. The No, the lower ones don't curve up. They just grow out and up a little bit. But they're much smaller than the ones that grow out the top. This homie has them all the way up to his fucking eyeball, and it is further than his top ones. The top ones are the ones that curve. The bottom ones shoot out kind of the front of their mouth. You need to look at this photo of a babarusa. <laughs> He has four <laughs> things exploding out of his head. Okay. All four of them are curved. Okay. The are bottom one. <laughs> no. Google Babarusa. Okay. Oh, it's all of them. You don't them. think I did? <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, they're, the bottom ones are coming from their lower lips and are, like, curving up, too. Yeah, they do, but they're smaller is what I'm saying. They don't bust through their face. But it had longer to grow. Like, those just started at his schnoz. They had to come from bottom lip all the way up. (laughs) They're still smaller. I am going to send you this photo. (laughs) Okay, well, maybe this boy, whoever you're looking at. But it's like all of these pictures. Do you see? They curve and they're, they're huge. Yeah, they are, but like... The ones, like, the top ones are the ones that grow longer. If they look shorter in a picture, it's probably because they broke off. Because the bone themselves are, like, very brittle, which we're going to talk about later. But, like, generally speaking, the ones on top are longer because they're growing down from their upper canines. And they're looping around inside the babarusa's mouth and then shooting out 
the top of their mouth. I sent you a photo. Okay. <laughs> Is it from Reddit? I guess, apparently. I'm just looking at Google Images. Ugh, the fucking internet. <laughs> so slow these days. Like, they're all crazy. They all go crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can see the top ones, like, look like they just broke off. Yeah, but they're, like, all like that. Okay, well, anyways, what I'm saying is the top ones are always grow longer, okay. but all four of them break off. So that you may have caught this pig at, like, a very opportune moment where those bottom ones have, like, overtaken the top. Anyway, it doesn't matter. It doesn't fucking matter. They just have crazy fucking teeth that spiral out of their brains. Um, so it's only the males that have that. And the females... Have all of them? Sorry? The females don't have any. No, I'm just... I was... I was in the middle of a sentence. <laughs> I said the females. Use your words. I'm trying to. <laughs> You're just keep interrupting me. Um, no, the females are reduced or absent altogether. So they do still have them, but they're not as like crazy fucking buck wild. They're just a lot smaller. And a lot of times don't like curve. They just kind of like stick out. So it's a really easy way to tell the difference. Hmm. Anyways, <laughs> the North Sulawesi Babarusa is the one... That has the really short hair. And then the other three species do have, like, varying degrees of, like, color change and longer hair and shagginess and whatever. Um, but our boys are, they basically look bald. And they're right. all wrinkly. And they just kind of look like a, you know what? They kind of got the body of, like, a hippo a little bit. Sure. Um, and then one interesting note, appearance-wise, is that the female babaroosas only have one pair of teats. Now, I know this is important because you and I love to talk about nipples. Yes. And how many nipples are present. And so uh, this was one fact that I had to make sure to have in our episode. So, only one pair of teats. Because they only have a couple, they have like a pair of piglets. They don't have like a million piglets. Exactly. They don't need too many nipples. That'd be ridiculous. Well, most pigs like shit out like 10 kids at once. Yes, they, they need all those nipples. Outrageous. This girl's like, I don't need those. I put that energy elsewhere. Um, so then what do they do? They're active in the daytime, which means they're diurnal, and they sleep at night. And they're omnivores, just like all pigs are. Mm. Um, so they eat literally everything. Like, anything you can think of, they'll eat it. Uh, their digestive tract is similar to a domestic pig. However, they do have a two-chambered stomach, which is a lot more similar to how, like, sheep and other ruminants digest their food. Mm which is intriguing. Um, but regardless, it doesn't really affect their diet. They kind of eat everything, including, it's been observed, eating smaller babarusas. Right. So they just, like, get down and dirty on whatever is around. Um, will root one up interesting anything. Yeah, exactly. One interesting note is that they do not have the rostral bone in their nose, which is what other pigs use to, like, fortify their digging with their snout in, like, dirt and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so it means that they don't actually dig with their snout like other pigs do, but they do dig around in mud and swamps with their hooves instead. So if they're looking for, like, insects or whatever, they can dig around that way, but they don't just, like, plow through with their nose. Right. Um, it doesn't look like a little shovel. Exactly. I think it would hurt their little sensitive nosies if they tried. It'd probably bruise them. Um, but to kind of make up for that, they do stand on their back legs to support foraging in, like, higher elevations. So kind of like the Garanuk, which I know we covered, mm -hmm. which was terrifying. Um, yeah, he can just kind of, like, stand up and then he just starts munching. So see, that is what would scare me in the wild, is if I walked <laughs> across a babarusa on its hind legs and, like, didn't know exactly what I was looking at. 
and it just like like a naked pudgy human with like bones with bones out of his face that i wouldn't like (laughs) (laughs) then i would shit (laughs) then it'd be bad uh they do have very strong jaws just like all pigs do and one note i found said that they can easily crack hard nuts with those jaws oh hell yeah nutcrackers they can crack bones Um, yeah, that's true. I feel like a fucking What is a bone, pig but can... nature's hard nut? Because they that's why they feed people to them, because they eat every piece. Yeah, they don't leave any scraps. They're not picky. Uh, let's see. So the males are solitary. Sometimes they can live in small bachelor groups of, like, two to three, but for the most part, they're on their own. And then the females are the ones that are found in groups with their young. Hmm. It can be said that a female group can be upwards of, like, 80 plus individuals so a lot of pigs in one area and then what do they use those tests for right they're like crazy they may or may not be the same size (laughs) uh but they're mostly used for displays it was thought that they were used as like fighting uh during breeding season between the males but as i mentioned earlier the actual bones themselves like crack off very easily they're very brittle they're not really like an elephant tusk is it's a lot different and so they're not made for that whatsoever, and they just, like, snap off easily, um, which is one of the reasons that you see them at, like, varying degrees of jaggedness or varying lengths and stuff, is they'll keep growing, kind of like beaver's teeth do, and they grind down to be able to control it um, so it doesn't just grow back into their face, which is actually a common issue um, that they can run into. If they don't regularly grind those down, then they can, like, come back and, like, pierce their skin in right. their forehead. I feel like if you miss... <laughs> nightmare. If you missed it once and let it get too long, then it's, like, too late. Like, how do you grind exactly. it down when it's, like, curving down towards your own skull? You fucking don't. You just have to, like, you miss rage that into brief little window. I'm glad we don't have to, like, break our teeth off on stuff because that would be upsetting. Yeah, I don't want to do that ever. I Although, think. I don't know. Although. <laughs> it would be kind of nice to just have, like, shark teeth or, like, gator teeth where you just, like, like, if it came in crooked, just fucking rip it out and a new one grows in, you know? Oh, yeah. Just... Not doing anything else today. Might pop out a few teeth later. Yeah. I think we'd have to have bigger faces, like, to hold all the teeth in. <laughs> I think you underestimate the size of my face. Big, like, teeth sockets in the back. Yeah. Just for holding I your think, teeth. I think we would have to, yeah. Just our little, like, teeth purses in the back there. There would be no tooth fairy, right? Or would there be... She'd be running around left and right. Right. Like, we would just be, we would ruin the tooth fairy economy. We absolutely would. The stocks would drop the moment we had our own teeth pouches. She'd be like, well, fuck. There goes my bonus this year. Um, so the Babarusa teeth can reach upwards of 12 inches long. Eee. So anyways, if they're not using them for fighting, I mentioned they use them for displays during breeding season. Mm-hmm. And... Um, it's not really understood exactly why or how they grow then if they're not really used for fighting and if they're potentially a risk to grow back into their own fucking face, like, why would they have them? Right. And so, just like with a lot of animals that have those, like, interesting showy things, it's thought that it's a show of fitness. Um, so it it kind of demonstrates to the females that they are able to get enough food to grow these big tusks and, like, you know, they have plenty of, like, good genetic material to go around, that kind of thing. Who knows? Yeah, I feel like Darwin missed the fucking mark on that, for sure. That just seems... (laughs) I feel like 
I feel like those chapters in his book, he was like, I don't know. Maybe it's this. That is <laughs> I'm not just quite sure. Stupid. Just skip over that. Because it's like, oh, um, look at how long mine are. Wow, you have such good fitness. And the next day you break them all off. So exactly. then now does it look like look you have my... <laughs> bad fitness? Or do they acknowledge the fact that you just broke them off because they were growing into your skull? Yeah, I don't know. Do you carry around your broken tooth? Like, hey, this shit was just attached. Like, trust me. <laughs> There's like a get bigger <laughs> yeah. Size doesn't really matter right now. Uh, but... Just trust, trust me. me when I tell you. Maybe they wear it on like a little necklace around their neck. They're like, I here, this was mine, I promise. Let's get down and dirty. So when do they get down and weird. dirty? It's going to be the mating season, which runs January through August. And then when those females get pregnant, their gestation is between 155 to 158 days, which is roughly five months or so. That's pretty standard with pigs though, right? Like you worked with pigs. Uh, Yeah, I think ours were a little shorter than five, but I can't remember. Mm. Okay. Um, it's yeah, short. Don't take too long to cook those up. But yeah, like Flora mentioned earlier, when they give birth, they give birth to anywhere between one to three piglets. Um, usually only one or two, though, per litter. And when they're born, they're roughly 10 to 15 pounds, or about five to seven kigs. Um, so pretty big, I would say, but it is also a big pig, so comparatively. Yeah. Seems right. Um, but yeah, they don't... They don't give birth to that many piglets, which is a bit unusual because, as you mentioned, a lot of other pigs do. And the reason being, honestly, is that they feel this is due to a low predator density in their environment. So they're not having to put forth all the energy to make a lot more piglets in case a lot of them die. They can just focus on these one or two. I feel Um, like Babarusa keepers are blessed in the fact that, like, there's no way in hell anyone is looking at that and being like, it's Pumbaa, because it so (laughs) does not fucking look anything like Pumbaa that it's, like, scary. Yeah. Meanwhile, they see, like, a warthog, obviously that is Pumbaa, but Red River hog, like, any other hog, and it's just like, it's Pumbaa, peccaries, anything. This thing comes at you with its teeth exposed, and you're going to be like, fuck, that is H.R. Geiger Pumbaa. That's Nightmare Pumbaa. That's Dark Pumbaa. It's Dark Pumbaa. Don't draw attention. That's Kingdom Hearts villain Pumbaa. No, Heartless Pumbaa. Bad Pumbaa. (laughs) Fuck, dude. Because, like, I don't know, but, like, that's the worst thing ever. Every single day. It's Pumbaa! read the goddamn sign it's not <laughs> red river hogs no it's not Beside <laughs> warty pig not fucking pumba doesn't even live there thanks nope not even close flora's done with this take your three-year-old illiterate kids out of here she's done listening to them scream it's not even it's the moms like reading and being like yeah, <laughs> yeah it enough. is pumba i fucking can't read either and i'm an adult and i've shit out seven of you guys already and i'm gonna keep telling you the same stupid shit because i don't even think i really finished high school before i got pregnant <laughs> well even if they do read it they still go on and they're like well it's pumba though <laughs> i hate them <laughs> i just told you it wasn't they're like well it is okay uh go fuck yourself anyways back on track <laughs> um when the piglets are born one interesting thing is they're not really striped a lot of piglets like red river hog piglets are so cute they look like little watermelons and they come out all striped yeah uh but these boys are not sometimes they're kind of like faintly very faintly striped but usually not um 
And generally speaking, they develop pretty quickly. They mature at between one to two years old. And at that point, they're like sexually mature too. Um, but for those first is like six to eight months, they'll nurse for a mom. And then they can kind of wander out of their nest and start sampling solid food as early as 10 days old. So they're just like ready to rock ready. and roll. Ready. The moment they're out. Yeah. They're like big. They don't have stripes. They're fucking ready. Um, but again, the the lack of stripes, because normally with piglets, when they're striped or spotted or whatever, is like camouflage, right? So the idea is within a low predator environment, they don't really have to worry about that. So they don't bother making stripes. I think that's it for like pig sexy times. I want to talk a little bit about kind of their culture and communication and their behavior and their societies. Generally speaking, they communicate with grunts, moans, and clattering teeth. Same. Um, at the same time, though, like, it's hard not to with those big fucking things on your face. Like, I bet they clatter around even when they don't want to. Can't keep secrets from anyone with those things. <laughs> it's like when you sneak downstairs to the kitchen late at night, and your parents hear you, and you're like, damn it. I feel like with these pigs, they're constantly clattering around. They can't sneak anywhere. Yeah. And you got um, your bones on the outside yeah i got their bones out there for everyone to hear and see uh one interesting behavioral note is that uh babarusa do pretty well in zoos um they breed pretty well they're like tend to have pretty good relationships like with each other and with their caretakers and they're obviously like because they're great... big teddy bears yeah they're like a great um like habitat animal they're a great one for people to see because they're pretty charismatic and they do a lot of like interesting pig stuff um, but one cool thing that they've seen is that males that live in zoos uh, oftentimes exhibit a unique plowing behavior. So I mentioned earlier that generally pigs will use their nose to kind of like plow through whatever to look for food. And while the babarusa doesn't do that for food, the males will do it if they're in a soft environment like sand. And so they'll kneel down, they'll kind of push their heads into the sand and create a hole and then they plow through it while snorting and growling, and they, like, produce a lot of foamy saliva. Uh, they also, like, mouth the sand during this time. It's not really understood why they do this, but they do it more often when they're in an enclosure with another male. So it is thought to be kind of like a scent-marking, like, dominance display kind you of thing. you having fun. He's just getting down and dirty Sometimes in the Sometimes we sand. just do stuff for fun. Like, we don't need to explain <laughs> all of it. Sometimes I sleep Everyone on sand relax. and make a bunch of foam, and nobody asks me why I do it. They just assume it's for fun. I ask why. I've been asking why you do it, and you never answer. Because <laughs> it's for fun. It's, not, it's, it's not none for of your fucking of business. <laughs> it's just that you do not answer. Because <laughs> um. I got my mouth full of dirt and foam. I can't answer. <laughs> I'm eating all this sand, man. Come on. It's my fucking private be. time. God damn it. <laughs> what I do in my own home is up to me. It's not for your eyes. <laughs> um, but so when the males do come together, though, I guess kind of doubling back to like the the displays and stuff for females. Um, so if they're not using their tusks uh, and they're doing this kind of plowing behavior as sort of like a display, how do they actually physically get into it? Um, and that comes back to standing up. So they <laughs> stand up and they box with They're their front hooves. throw these hands. Yeah. They start chucking fists out there. And what's interesting is, like, they actively will, like, push their heads back so that they're not knocking their teeth together because they break so easily. Yeah. So they're out here just like, no, 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 not the face. No, 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 just my hands. So they've got their little hooves out there and they just, like, box and then it's a classic 
you know, winner so takes all. So weird that they're, like, I mean, the tusks, like, almost, sometimes they cross, too, and it just looks like it's protecting yeah. their eyes. But then they're, like, trying to break them off, like, in which case it would be, like, directed at their eyes. It just all seems bad and wrong. I know. I don't understand it. Darwin. It- I wish you were here to answer us. Why did you make this animal like this? He purposefully dipped before Daddy. people started asking him about this one. Daddy, you dipped. It's like, I don't know the answer. I gotta I gotta go. Bye. <laughs> no, his answer is for fun. I just, we literally just had this conversation. That's what it oh, is. Okay. He did it for fun. He grows his crazy weird teeth into his eyeballs for fun. For fun. <laughs> it's for fun. Let them be. Um, But the babirusa is a large cultural presence in Indonesia. Uh, A lot of times in the olden days, they were given as gifts or they were like hunted and brought to like a feast for royalty. Um, But they are a huge part of like the art scene there as well. So there's a lot of um, like art and masks and and things like that and like clothing kind of made to resemble the babarusa especially with those big tusks they are so intimidating right and there's a lot of like folklore surrounding them as well so it's a big part of the culture there and because of that um luckily speaking the indonesian government has like really kind of taken them under their wing which is great because conservation wise they are listed as vulnerable um their wild population is estimated to be less than ten thousand individuals and the main threats that they face are poaching and habitat loss um, so while they are protected by Indonesian government and like poaching is considered illegal, it's still a significant threat to them because of course, regardless of its legality, poaching still occurs. And if you have an island full of pigs, you have a limited supply of pigs. <laughs> um, so that happens a lot, which is like still a big threat that they face. And then as far as habitat loss goes, a lot of that comes down to commercial logging, which um, of course, like depletes the area in which they live, but it also removes a lot of the cover that they have. So it makes them a lot more vulnerable to people who are out there hunting them. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's not great overall. And it's thought that the major decline in the Babarusa populations came about when Sulawesi was colonized roughly 30,000 years ago. Right. So when all the people came, it led to the decline since they started hunting almost immediately. And there were thousands and thousands and thousands killed over the years. And I think I saw an estimate that said, like, in the 1980s and 1990s, there were, like, several thousand killed in a short amount of time. Something like that. Um, But then, of course, too, like, they're not really aggressive animals. Like, they don't have any predators except for humans. So even though I might shit when I see one, they're not really out here, like, trying to fuck shit up, you know? They're Mm -hmm. just, like, living their lives. So they're generally... And especially in groups of, like, 80-plus individuals, like, they're not well, that it's difficult interesting, to too, that either. they, like, don't use their schnoz for, like, rooting behaviors as much because that's one of, like, the mm-hmm. negatives that, like, colonized areas or, like, indigenous people sometimes hate pigs because they can uproot, like, your entire crop in no time. Mm-hmm. So the fact mm-hmm. that the babarusa really doesn't even partake in that means that, like, mm-hmm. I feel like cohabitation would be easier. Yeah. Well, they stick mostly to the swamps in, like, the rainforest, and that's not really land that people are living yeah. on. Um, and they're kind of, like, getting all of their shit there. Uh, so it is tough, but the other tough part is that, like, they also need huge swaths of land to live. And this is something that um, conservationists kind of stumbled across when they were trying to figure out a way to help them. So there are some preserves 
in Indonesia um, that are set up specifically for, like, the, the animals that live there. The one that always comes up when I searched it was the Nantu National Nature Preserve. And this, they say, is, like, the best place to see wild babarusa. Um, but unfortunately, it's a lot of, like, segmented areas because they have to, like, set aside that land with, like, the farmers and the people that live there in mind. So it's not just, like, one huge preserve. It's kind of just several areas. And they found that when they did that, it was helpful in some degree, um, but it didn't provi- provide enough interrupted, uninterrupted space for the herds, which in turn needed larger areas than they thought. So you ended up with one herd kind of dominating the rest and taking over that area and pushing all the others out into, like, human lands. Hmm. So they are trying to find new ways to kind of get around that. But also, when you have a nature preserve, I think people oftentimes don't think about this. Like, I know in Africa there are tons of different nature preserves and things like that, and so people are like, well, the elephants there are fine, or like, whatever animal there is fine. But you don't think about how there are humans around it, you know? Like, and that in itself is, like, one of the biggest threats. So with these guys, too, when you have these segmented different preserves you also are preventing interbreeding between the different herds and promotion of like the their species and like genetic sustainability so um they face threats in their own preserves in their own right in a lot of different ways and it's not so great for long-term viability so they're trying to figure out ways around that as well one thing that they came up with is to provide habitat corridors between the different protected areas belt line to just like dick around on <laughs> little sky exactly. bridge little fucking <laughs> little pig bridge little fucking little fucking highway pigs only well everything else can go too no but. just the pigs <laughs> everyone needs their own <laughs> <laughs> oh my god they're so amazing you have like all the insects on one little bridge pay the pig toll to cross the pig bridge <laughs> But yeah, that would be super helpful. Um, but of course, they have to incentivize it for the people that live around the protected areas to make it worth their time. And one way that they're hoping to do this is by introducing responsibly managed ecotourism, which is, of course, its own double-edged sword. Right. It can be great in the sense that it brings attention to the area and it brings income to the people that live there. Uh, but it can also be really bad because it can, like, just fuck up the natural resources and it can, like, overextend... Um, that area's ability to, like, care for that many people, and it can, like, jeopardize the livelihoods of lots of local people. So ecotourism is tough, but they're hoping that if they bring it in and responsibly manage it, then that a lot of the income they get from that can go to creating those corridors, but also supporting the local people that live there so that they can maintain their livelihoods, even if they're missing out on land to build these corridors. So it's kind of trying to offset that. You know, it's tough. It's one of those things that's, like, never going to be perfect for everyone, but hopefully they can reach a good compromise. And it's nice that it seems like the Indonesian government is taking it seriously and doing their best to make it work. Yeah. That's good. So, like I already mentioned, they already do well in zoos, so that's really good. Um, and they generally tend to breed pretty well in zoos, too, which is also great. Yeah, I feel like you um, can't A couple stop places. It, so. <laughs> you can you, fucking you try. try to stop a pig from having a baby, and you <laughs> will fail every time, so... Just FYI. It seems like they just, like, constantly are at it, huh? Yeah. Like, just kind of not, like, you have a, you have your litter, a couple months later, you have another litter, a yeah. couple months later, you got another one. Like, it's just nonstop. Constant. It's like the And then they grow up so thing quick. They're the best at. Yeah. They're like rabbits out there. But there are a couple places in the United States where you can see them, uh, if you're interested. I saw that the San Diego Zoo, the LA Zoo, and the St. Louis Zoo also have 
all have Babarusa. So that's a good location to go to if you want to see them. I'm sure there are tons of others. Let us know if you guys know of one or anywhere outside the U.S. Because I just didn't look. I'm looking at this cave painting of a Babarusa. It apparently is one of, if not the earliest known like depiction of a figure in a cave painting. 35,400 years old, and it looks exactly like a, how I would draw Babarusa. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. It's a very good uh, like picture. And then next huh? to it, they did the hand stencil. That's crazy to me. 35,400 years ago, this person drew this fucking potato, drew stick legs on it, mm-hmm. female Babarusa, and then they signed it with their like hand. That's badass. Thirty-five. That was actually one thing. Thousand. (laughs) Thirty-five thousand. I can't fathom that. So many, many years ago. And now we're talking. No, listen. Now we're talking into a microphone and putting this on airwaves that like people all over the world listen to. Is that not insane? (laughs) Back then, all he had to do was like rub weird berries on a wall. It's just insane. And, and now, now my list of responsibilities is like to the moon and back. <laughs> we're gonna all die from this virus, and we're gonna go back to just like fucking writing on the cave wall. Full circle, baby. Full fucking circle. I did see something that said that Babarusa remains were found in the stomachs of ancient people, so they've been eating these things for a while. Hell yeah. Well, so you think they drew a picture of it? I'm sure it was like fucking dinner tonight. Like that's the menu. They drew this Babarusa in the hand. Like this is what we're eating, and I'm cooking. <laughs> <laughs> Who, who's making dinner with me <laughs> that's why he signed that what if it's like babarusa but like with a hamburger helper hand how many fingers does it have it's got five. Oh fuck well then it's not hamburger helper babarusa. it looked like a human babarusa helper <laughs> we were still humans thirty-five thousand years ago i'm pretty sure we didn't have humanoid mitten creatures ruling us just yet i don't it's know a couple thousand years Maybe. later i think Maybe we just haven't seen the right cave drawing yet. Maybe. They've been our overlords for long before we realized. Oh, I just realized I didn't even give the dimensions. What the fuck? I even, like, put them in a different color so I wouldn't forget them. And here I am forgetting them. He Let's could talk be the about size how big this thing is. for all I know. <laughs> I'm going to just morph it into my TLDL. Okay. <laughs> so, this week we talked about the Babarusa, which is a big, strange pig. It's in that order, Artiodactyla. And they're found in Indonesia. So... Uh, Babarusa specifically means pig deer in Malay, which is kind of exactly what they look like. They have a barrel-shaped body, tiny little deer legs, and they are about two feet tall um, at their highest point, which is roughly their shoulders, which is about 61 centimeters, and they're three feet long, which is 91 centimeters. Their tails themselves are pretty long, and they're about 10.5 to 12.5 inches, or 27 to 32 centimeters, and they weigh around 220 pounds, or 100 kinks. Do you- Quite a Can bit. you say again length from nose to tail? What would you say? Uh, the length is three feet. Three feet. And then the tail is about a foot So long. yeah, if you saw him standing on his hind legs, you, it would just be like a fucking creepy gnome or something. It'd be way too small to be a person. <laughs> It'd be upsetting. <laughs> With little, little beady eyes and crazy teeth. Speaking of those teeth, they have the males have curved teeth. Um, both on the bottom and the upper jaw. And the upper jaw teeth are the ones that actually bust through their mouth and skin and they come up out and curve toward their forehead so it's an interesting sight to see a lot of people thought that they were for fighting not actually the case they think that they're just for displays and for showing females how fit they are 
Uh, they live in rainforests and swampy areas, and they eat just about everything. And when they do give birth, they usually only give birth to one to three piglets per litter. And those piglets are pretty big, and they mature pretty quickly. They live in a mostly predator-free environment, minus humans, so life's pretty good for them. But unfortunately, humans have kind of blown that out of proportion, and they are listed as vulnerable on the IUCN. So poaching and habitat loss are their main two threats. And there have been efforts to kind of set up nature preserves for them across the areas in which they live in Indonesia, but that itself comes with its own complications, which researchers and conservationists are working to improve. That's pretty much it. If you want to see them, um, you can check out a couple zoos. There's San Diego Zoo, LA Zoo, and St. Louis Zoo in the United States. I'm sure there are many more around the world, but they're an interesting animal. They're definitely charismatic and they do pretty well in zoos. So check them out if you're interested. And I guess if you want to help Babarusa, you can try to support or responsibly manage ecotourism, which like doesn't seem like a good idea these days <laughs> with all of like our outbreak. Um, so just generally speaking, trying to invest in paper products that are uh, sustainably sourced are usually a good product as well to look out for. Um, and then being aware, trying to, if you have extra funds, donate to conservation societies, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But that's it. Thanks, everyone, for joining us, learning about the Babarusa, even in these end times. I mean, they have Ain't nothing it? else to do to listen to fucking podcasts, so. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Um, do you have anything else you want to add, Flora? I have nothing. Okay, than great. Well, usual. yeah. So, uh, if you guys are not already patrons of Keeper Chat, please consider checking that out and joining us. We have two different tiers, and you can find that on patreon.com slash keeperchat. Our two different tiers get you a ton of different benefits, but namely, you get to vote in the episodes that we do each week, but you also get access to behind-the-scenes content and bonus episodes every month. You also get access to our Discord server, which is a lot of fun. We've got a really good group of people out there, and especially during all of these quarantine times, we're doing a lot of extra stuff with everyone, like playing games, watching movies, all that kind of stuff. So please consider joining. You help support the podcast, keep it ad-free, and you also get to be part of a really cool, fun community. Yeah. We're also active on all of our social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And if you guys are interested in reaching out or sending us quick and dirty topics, please email us at keeperchat at gmail.com. Also make sure to check out our website for all of our updates. It's keeperchatpodcast.com. And we also do rate and reviews or our rat raves every month, where if you... Uh, write a rating and review on iTunes, then uh, we will donate $5 to conservation. Uh, and the organization is one that's chosen by our patrons. So it's a really great way to help out, and it's a super easy thing to do. Uh, just with Discord and Patreon with stuff now, we're doing a lot of events, like almost every night this past week. We had like two scheduled events with Jackbox and movies, but we ended up watching like movies every day. Um, we've also just been watching a tortoise eat grass live streamed pretty much every day um so now's a good time to join if you want some different activities we play jackbox we watched cats we watched frozen and frozen 2 we've watched all of the jurassic park movies <laughs> in one day um so now's a good time to come and hang out with some people and do some weird stuff on the internet yeah pew, pew, pew. that's all bye. all right thanks guys we'll check y'all next week smell you later